0: Parshas Pinchas begins with the Torah telling us about the incredible act of zealousy performed by Pinchas. When Pinchas saw a Nasi from Shevet Shimon publicly cavorting with a Midianite princess, he took the law into his own hands. Using his spear, he heroically slaughtered these two distinguished individuals who defiantly were acting promiscuously. And because of this courageous effort, he's forever known as Pinchas Kana'i, Pinchas the Zealot. Moshe and the other leaders of Kayserel were at a loss of what to do. Torah law does not provide for any conventional court-induced punishment for such an offender. However, Pinchas remembered the halacha of Haboyal Aramis, one who cohabits with an Armenian woman, Kanon Poygimboi. Zealots are allowed to strike him. The application of this halacha is paradoxical. On one hand, halacha deems what they did as deserving of death. However, it does not entrust the carrying out of the sentence to the normal judiciary process. As the Rambam says, If a would-be zealot comes to Bezden and inquires if he is permitted to kill the transgressor, he is not given a license to do so. This falls under the unique legal category of halacha ve'ein moirin kein. It's the law, but it is not instructed. So how do we understand the concept of kanoi? If the Reboi Nishlem wants him to be killed, then that should be the Pesach Alokha. And if we are not allowed to kill this person, then why is it that Kanaan by The Hadush Rim explains the difference between a true genuine zealot and an imposter. He says, we have to determine what are his true motives. What prompted him to act in such a bold and brazen way? Is he truly motivated to Kana his Kanasi to calm Hashem's wrath? Or has he found a convenient excuse for his individual aggression? In other words, is this act truly an act of peace driven by a desire to reconcile wicked people with Hashem? Or is it an act of violence made authentic under the rubric of zealot? So how can we tell the difference? Says the Chedush the litmus test is how quickly this zealot reacts after witnessing a despicable act. If he strikes immediately, then we know it was truly done by instinct. He was bothered and disgusted by this abhorrent act, and he could no longer tolerate the way Hashem's name is being desecrated. So he went ahead and took matters into his own hands, and disregarded any possible negative consequences that might come as a result. However, if after witnessing the transgression he took the time to contemplate whether he should champion Hashem's cause, then he's not a zealot. For the very fact that he has come to ask a that alone disqualifies him. Someone who needs to assure himself in advance that he is backed by the court is no zealot. The true zealot has no regard for himself, not even for his personal safety. He doesn't even care if what he is doing is legal or not. He is simply determined to put an end to a situation that incurs Hashem's wrath against Ka'l Yisrael. Says the Chedush that is how Pinchas acted. And that is why he will always be known as the ultimate kanai. I'll give you a contemporary example. When it comes to Kriya, Satura and Shul, there are two types of people that are constantly correcting the balkaira. There's this person that wants to make sure that he gets to hear every word of the parsha pronounced properly. He's hoping the balkaira won't make any mistakes. But if he happens to make a mistake, he corrects him. He's being mechanic kines Hashem. Then there's this person that his lone motive for coming to shul on Shabbos is to shout and to embarrass the Balkyra. He can't wait for him to make a mistake. He's not a kanoi. He's an imposter and a fraud. By Pinchas it says, He took a spear. He wasn't walking around with a spear in his hand looking to kill people. When the opportunity arose, he had to go and find the spear. They say a story that Rabarak Hagar, the Seret Vision Sareba, once asked the Satmereba, why is it that the story of Pinchas commences with the last few psukum of Parshas Chokas and the rest of the story is recorded in Parshas Pinchas? We are left with the ultimate cliffhanger. Pinchas kills these two prominent people and we don't know, will he be punished and vilified or will Pinchas be hailed as this great hero? We have to wait a whole week to find out his fate. The Satmar answered him, and this is so classic Satmar He says, our children in Cheder learn the Parsha of that week, and typically, they only learn the first few psukum of every Parsha. If the Torah would have completed the story and Pinchas' reward in Parsha's Chukas, our children would never learn about the story of Pinchas, since it's all the way at the end of Parsha's Chukas." Therefore, the Torah left over some of the story for the beginning of Parshish Pinchas so that our children can learn about the concept of zealotry. Why is that so important, said the Satmar Rebbe, Because little children also need to learn how to be a And now we know. Have a wonderful day.